Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LeVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one with LeVar and Mary for this Friday night. Friday night, May 13th, which means that it is Friday the 13th. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Not the sound clip I thought you used. No. <laughs> well, excited because it was Friday, but then I'm pretty sure people woke up this morning feeling that same way. <laughs> it was Friday the 13th. Because <laughs> it, it's like it's a double-edged sword. It's like you wake up and it's Friday, but it's also Friday the 13th if you're superstitious. But how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What sound clip did you think I was going to use? I don't know. It's something probably from one of the Friday the 13th movies, like a slasher one. No, I, I thought about it, and that would have been, like, too predictable. You know, you got to go outside the box on that one. So. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am a Friday the 13th fan, so, like, we need more. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I will tell you, uh, because a lot of people aren't going to get what we're talking about, because, case in point, um, Friday the 13th, uh, as it is stated, is considered an unlucky day in the Western superstition. Um, to go into a little bit more detail, it occurs when the 13th day of the month falls on a Friday, which happens at least once every year, but it can occur up to three times in the same year. So, for example, if you remember, uh, 2015 had a Friday the 13th in February, March, and November. 2017 and 2020 had two Friday the 13th, and 2021 had just one occurrence. Uh, This year will only have a single occurrence, and, of course, Friday the 13th occurs in any month that begins on a Sunday. And according to uh, folklore historian Donald uh, Dossie, the unlucky nature of the number 13 originated with a Norse myth about 12 gods having a dinner party in uh, Wahalia. Uh, the trickster god Loki, who was not invited, arrived as the 13th guest and arranged for, and I'm going to pronounce this so wrong, so do not write me. Uh, is it Hor or Hor? H-O-O-R? Uh, to shoot Balder with a mistletoe a mistletoe-tipped arrow. Uh, they said that Balder died, and the whole earth got dark. 
for the whole Earth mourned, it was a bad, unlucky day. This major event in Norse mythology caused the number 13 to be considered unlucky. Uh, and then, of course, if you really want to go into other different things, uh, you can read up on it. But Tuesday the 13th in Hispanic and Greek culture is considered a day of bad luck. Uh, the Greeks consider Tuesday, especially the 13th, an unlucky day, uh, is considered dominated by the influence of uh, Ares, the god of war, or Mars, the Roman equivalent. Uh, the fall of Const- uh, Constantinople uh, to the Fourth Crusade occurred on Tuesday the 13th, 12th. So, uh, yeah. And then in Italy, it's Friday the 17th. Uh, it's considered a bad luck day. Uh, the origin of that belief could be traced in the writing of the number 17 in Roman numerals XVII. By shuffling the digits of the number, one can easily get the word VIXI, I have lived, implying death at present, an omen of bad luck. In fact, in Italy, 13 is generally considered a lucky number. <laughs> so. There you go. I, I love 13, so don't get me wrong. 2017, Friday the 13th, one of those Friday the 13th was my birthday. See? It was quite a year. <laughs> It was quite a year. Um, actually, one study by Scanlon, Rubin, Scanlon, and Singleton attracted attention from popular science literature as it concluded that, quote, the risk of hospital admission as a result of a transport accident may be increased by as much as 52% on the 13th. So, <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered that, though. Is it because it's unlucky, or is it because people believe it's unlucky? And they I think it's because I think people make, believe like they it's manifest it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, that's what I was going to say. I think it's because people believe it. It's almost like you know, you're jinxing yourself if you keep saying, "Yeah, yeah, if I do this, this is going to happen. If I do this, this is going to happen." So, uh, yeah, I, I think that is. I think if you manifest it like that, sometimes things happen. So, so really mind over matter, I think, in a way, right? I guess. 13, yeah, my number of Yeah. I'll take 13 donuts instead of 12. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Bakery doesn't, man. <laughs> so see, there is some luck for 13. But tonight, as I promised you last week, uh, tonight, I will have a top five for you. Uh, I'll leave the top five title until it's time. I think you'll like it. I hope you will. Especially, it will have something to do with today. <laughs> um, and then also in this hour, we will have uh, a couple of things. We'll have one yay or nay, and then uh, we will also have a couple of uh, Urban Dictionary words of the day. Uh, we'll have that tonight. And then, of course, we'll take a look at what's trending. Uh, coming up in moments, we'll have the Almanac. Uh, and then uh, Retro Moment of the Week tonight. And, yeah, uh, that will be the show pretty much tonight. It's kind of like almost like a slash. We'll take care of old business and then maybe uh, talk some new business and then kind of uh, – get you on your merry way here on this Friday as you head into the weekend. But we're a couple of weeks. Actually, what is it next? No, a couple of weekends from now. Uh, we are headed towards almost Memorial Day, which is mm-hmm. insane, which is kind of like that unofficial 
really kick off to summer, um, if you think about it. So it just seems so unfair because it seems like summer comes along so quick because you've got June, July, August, really, and then Labor Day marks here in the U.S. the end of summer uh, and getting down and ready for work or school or um, end of vacations or, I don't know, it it seems like summer gets short-shafted for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why. It didn't when we were younger. You got three whole months to not deal with anything. I know. And, and I don't know why we do that at work. Like rotate it, obviously, not, but your that, summer that vacation be, is, you know, <laughs> August, September, October, or whatever. Right. But yeah, just get three solid months off. You get nine solid months of work. Um. I thought about that, but then the bad part to that is that nothing would get done or accomplished. And if yeah, people needed not- a, uh, no, because if if th- if people needed a particular service, if everybody was off, what gets done? That's what I'm saying. Rotate it. Like you would get oh. August, September, October, and I would get March, April, May. Yeah. Yeah, you can have that. <laughs> I was just in three months. I know which three I, I would like, but that's beside the point. You want the fall. Um, mm-hmm. Because not only is it around your birthday, but you love the fall. So that I know you would take. I do. You mm-hmm. take probably a mixture of maybe September, October, November. Um I think if you I'm had to guess, that would be a very good de- That was a very good guess because that would be what, if I couldn't get December off, I would do September, October, November. Yeah. See? I was good at that. That's, that's, I was going to go the last three months of the year, but I was like, eh. I think if you, know, if you had to and you couldn't get December, it would be those three. That's what I was guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it were me, it would probably be Ooh. Um. I would think you would do, this is my guess, April, May, and June. You're a very springtime person. But you like summer. You like it to be a little warm, but you don't want it to be like the dog days of summer. Right. And I think I would do like May, I would almost do May, June, July-ish. Um, mm-hmm. Because it seems so much stuff goes on in July, but you're right. It, it was pretty uh-huh. much yeah. I mean, it was right in that uh, area. Um, I would. I'm kind of more or less like I thrive off of because to me, it's like summer is like everybody is out of the doldrums that was winter. <laughs> and at mm-hmm. that point, everybody's out. You know, everybody's about. Um, summertime out, and I think people get more happier when the weather is not crappy. So I think that's why I would much rather be out there, because it's like when you get toward, I mean, yes, you do have people who are happy about the fall, but I think the majority of people love the summer because they know at that point they don't have to have something canceled due to snow or extreme weather or something like really bad, and at that point 
they can go out, they can watch movies outdoors, they can go do other stuff. So yeah, I think that's I think it's like it's everybody's much more happier. So much more happier, a lot more nakeder, much more <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Far less clothing. Far less clothing. You don't gotta deal with all of it. You just wear some shorts and a shirt and you're good. <laughs> Not like buck, like get like all these clothes on, and you gotta wear like all these layers. Did you gotta put all this stuff, and then you gotta like take off half the stuff? Eh, it's too much work, man. Less clothes, the better. <laughs> <laughs> you can go on outside. <laughs> there you go. Yes. But uh, no, as I said, today is Friday the 13th, uh, which is today, but uh, it is National Apple Pie Day. Uh, It is also National Crouton Day. A lot of people are either or when it comes to croutons. Um, I love a good crouton. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people leave it off their salad, but you know, one thing I also learned too I was watching the famed chef, uh, what was his name, Jacques Pepin. Uh, now I'm going to get this so wrong. People, you know who I'm talking about, Pepin. Um, but he talked about how you can also put it on um, a chicken or a fish. I was like, never thought of it that way. But uh, he is not a waster of food. If you've watched any of his videos, he will take, like, day-old bread, uh, week-old bread, and – one video that I watched, he was actually a pretty good uh, tip where he took uh, some older bread and he dipped it in water and then put it in the oven for a little bit and it was just like new. Or he would dip it and put it into the toaster. And he said that sometimes if you cook it up, you can also like, uh, if it gets really hard, you can just smash it and make some croutons or cut it up and make some croutons. Yeah. Don't waste food, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it is National Frog Jumping Day. <laughs> National. I'm giving you a day. look right now. Frog Jumping oh, Day. You are. Uh, uh, you look tempted to ask me the question why it is National Frog Jumping Day. Uh, observed each year. Well, on my May question 13th. is: Is it a human frog jump or is it a frog frog jump? No, it is a frog frog jump, and the reason why was that in 1865, Mark Twain published his first short story, Jim Smiley and His Jumping Frog. Later, he changed the name and published it as the celebrated jumping frog of uh, Calaveras County. The same story also had a third title, which was The Notorious Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. Uh, The current frog jumping record was set in 1986 by Rosie the Ribbiter, who jumped 21 feet and five and three quarters inches. Um, but uh, yeah, that is uh, pretty much why. So uh, it is due about his story about a pet frog named Daniel, D-A-N apostrophe L Webster and the casual competition between two men betting on whose frog jumps higher. So that was the origin of national frog jumping day. Um, And the annual frog jumping contest, which began in 1849 in uh, Calaveras County, is also the origin of the holiday. Uh, The international counterpart of the celebration is February 19th. But, yes, that is why we have national Because frogs frogs jump better in in wintertime. I I guess. (laughs) 
It is also National Alrighty Fruit then. Cocktail Day. Yes, National Fruit Cocktail Day, and it is also National Blame Someone Else Day. It's usually on the first Friday the 13th of the year. <laughs> when something goes wrong. I blame, blame everyone someone. else. There you go. Blame everyone. Um, and then tomorrow, it is National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. It is National Dance Like a Chicken Day. Chicken Dance! You know, I'm going to stop right there for a second. I think that um, if I ever get married, that that dance is probably going to be the one that's probably banned. (laughs) Uh, Mine was the Macarena. Really? (laughs) No. No, wait. Do you have it? I have to stop and think. We banned the Macarena, and we banned another one. I think the Hokey Pokey. Would you ban? Because didn't want to turn around. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want anybody telling you what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you ban? <laughs> Here's my other question. Uh, the other day I saw somebody on TV, and they were talking about things that they did not want at their wedding. And, of course, little kids was one of them. They didn't want any little kids there. Uh, they did not want to do – actually, this person did not want to do the flower toss or the garter or the uh, flower toss. Um, and then they did not want the chicken dance. They also did not want any conga dance. I don't like conga, but I, I don't know that anybody does it anymore. I've seen it one time in the last five or ten years at a wedding, and it was a conga dance, and I think that was pretty much like the end of it. Because <laughs> some people did it. Right, like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be touching somebody's waist who I don't know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and even then, it's usually on, off, and then really don't want to, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it is also National Decency Day. <laughs> we meet that every day. Uh, National Underground America Day. It is also Cornelia DeLange Syndrome Awareness Day uh, tomorrow. Uh, If you do not know what that is, uh, it sheds light on this often misdiagnosed little-known syndrome. It causes a range of physical, cognitive, and medical challenges. It's a genetic disorder that is uh, even though present at birth. It is not always diagnosed at birth. Uh, it is affecting the physical and intellectual development of a child. CDLS is often known as Bushy Syndrome or Amsterdam Dwarfism. Uh, CDLS can lead to severe developmental abnormalities affecting an estimated 1 in 10 to 30,000. Uh, and like I said, while a condition may be visibly present at birth, it often goes undiagnosed without the correct testing. Uh, some testing via, via ultrasound exam can occur before birth. However, most testing takes place after birth. Um, so hmm. and what they do is that that uh, diagnosis uh, pr- uh, process includes a careful examination of the infant. They will measure limbs, head, and face, as well as check diaphragmatic uh, hernia, conge- uh, congenital heart disease, and gastrointestinal abnormalities. Uh, so there's a lot of things that they usually check for. So. Um, you can learn more about CDLS and support research into its prevention and treatment. Uh, and 
there is a website, www.cdlsusa.org, uh, to learn more. So uh, that is tomorrow. National Archery Day is tomorrow. And National Dog Moms Day, the second Saturday in May. Uh, Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive Day is tomorrow. And then tomorrow is National Miniature Golf Day. Um, there is a reason I'm excited about that because one of my favorite things that I like to do is miniature golf. And I just found out um, the other day because I saw an ad uh, on my Facebook feed <laughs> of all places, and I'm pretty sure, because uh, I have not had a chance to tell Mary this, but uh, coming to Chicago uh, in the next few weeks is the Pixar Putt Chicago. And what it is, is that it is a pop-up open-air mini golf experience made up of 18 fun and interactive holes, which is inspired by the stories characters and icons from some of Pixar's most beloved films, including Toy Story, The Incredibles, uh, Monsters Incorporated, uh, Finding Nemo, Coco, uh, Bugs Life, WALL-E, and Inside Out. Uh, It will actually be at Navy Pier here in Chicago. So, How fun. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, so it's uh, coming to Chicago this May. Um, so I think it's May 28th through August 21st. It will be here. National Miniature Golf Day tomorrow. Uh, and then May 15th um, is Take Your Parents to the Playground Day, Peace Officers Memorial Day, National Nylon Stocking Day. Is that still a thing? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not a lot of people wear them, but they are still things. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't, back in the 40s, that was like a huge thing. Um, but I was trying to think nowadays if any young lady or ladies even wear nylon stockings now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for work, mostly. Gotcha. Uh, it is also National Chocolate Chip Day on May 15th. Not cookie, but National Chocolate Chip Day. And then on uh, Monday, it is Honor Our LGBT Elders Day, National Barbecue Day, National Biographers Day. It is National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day. I think we've mentioned that before on this program. Uh, National Love a Tree Day. Uh, love a tree, not literally, but love a tree. <laughs> National Mimosa Day. <laughs> <laughs> There's also National Piercing Trouble Day. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's National Sea Monkey Day and National Co- Oh man. See I hate pronouncing this stuff all like for the first time because I get it wrong. National Coquiles Saint Jacques Day. Oh that, that's on you. Have... I have no idea. Well what it is is it's a classic French dish. It's uh the the classic French dish is scallops and a creamy wine sauce covered with breadcrumbs and cheese. And before it's browned, it's placed under a broiler. Uh, cooks usually make that seafood scallop dish with a mixture of butter, cream, mushrooms, and their favorite cheese. So that's what that day is. Um, National Piercing Day, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
there you go. It's a day to go get uh, you go get yourself a gauge or a second or third piercing in your ear. <laughs> 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 and Tuesday, it is uh, National Cherry Cobbler Day, National Graduation Tassel Day, uh, National Walnut Day, National Idaho Day, and another favorite day of mine, it is National, uh, well, I read it wrong, but it's actual National Pack Rat Day. Um, uh, of course, we all know what pack rats are, um, and I know I am probably guilty of that, and I probably have to start cleaning out some things, so hopefully I will be good to that. Uh, and then Wednesday, National Cheese Souffle Day. It is HIV Vaccine Awareness Day. National No Dirty Dishes Day. Um I, I that's that's my day right there. It suggests taking a break from your regular daily routine and eating all your meals out. Um and then using disposable plates, cups and silverware. Fast. Eat only foods that come in their own containers and eat small meals, or avoid dirty dishes by washing every dish you use as you use it. That way no dirty dish ends up in the sink. Um <laughs> It is also uh, National Visit Your Relatives Day, Emergency Medical Services for Children Day, National Juice Slush Day, National Devil's Food Cake Day, and National May Ray Day. And I'm figuring that you also have questions about that. Uh, mm-hmm. if, your name is, if your name is Ray, R-A-Y, or Ray, R-A-E, you can give everyone permission to call you, well, Ray. Because it's National May Ray Day. Uh, the idea is that everyone may call you Ray on this day instead of "Hey you," or maybe Rays sometimes get called sweetheart or not so nice things. The holiday is all about getting out into the sunshine and saying you can call me Ray. So, yes, Ray Day. Uh, and then to give you a sneak peek ahead to next Friday, uh, next Friday is. Um, Two particular things on the uh, – well, three particular things on there, even though it's a lot. Uh, it is National Pizza Party Day. So if you want to have pizza somewhere next week and party, National Pizza Party Day, you can plan now. National Bike to Work Day. And it is also National Rescue Dog Day next Friday. Uh, all of those things coming up here within the next week. So there you go. That's your calendar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pizza party day. You know what? Hmm. It's too bad we're not. I haven't had a pizza party in a long time. Yeah, see? You know, this is the perfect time to do it. So next Friday, you should plan that. You know, everybody tell your bosses that you want a pizza party. Uh, if you are working in the office now, if you're working at home, they're like, through you, you can order your own. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you're in the office, I think it's good. Order pizza. A pizza party. So, just an idea. Now, we're not paying for it. They have to pay for it, or you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them we said it, and we prepared for it because we're not. Sorry, that ain't happening. Um, but uh, a reminder here: page one um, uh, on this show, of course, will be with you next Friday night, and then on Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, May fifteenth, four hundred one lounge. Uh, Jenna Love is scheduled to be my guest, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. Hopefully you can join me on Sunday night. And um, 
I think that takes care of everything. I had, you know, I had a story tonight. I don't, I had one about the school Okay, those are noises. No, I mean, I had one about the school headmaster. I don't know. I mean, it's Friday night. Well, you know what? What's, because hmm. it seems this story now happens every, like, other week. There's, like, some horrible story mm-hmm. about something that somebody did. And mm-hmm. I think on Friday night, I don't even know if I really want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I don't blame that. you. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to do the rare thing tonight. We're not going to do that story. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, if you want to read about it, uh, I'm pretty sure if you look it up, I mean, you can find it. But here's what I'm going to do. We are going to go ahead and do the retro moment of the week. When we come back, uh, I want to pick up a story from last week because that was what I really want to talk about because it was a little awkward. But it is one in which it brings to mind a very important question in regard to relationships. Um <laughs> this is what I was thinking about. So we're going to talk about that one, and then we're going to take a live look at what's trending, and then we're going to do the top five and along with uh, a couple other things, and uh, we'll do that. But yeah, I'm I'm going to actually make uh, editor's decision and not do that story tonight. Um, it's a fun Friday night. Who wants to talk about that? <laughs> it's like politics, and people are like, Are you not going to? T-? No, no, we're not going to. No. You go all week, you hear about this stuff. We're trying to send you into the weekend on a positive note. So there you that's, go. That's what we do. So retro moment of the week, and then uh, we will return here. Um, as you can tell, I was pretty much kind of like um, lagging there because I was actually looking for it. But now we'll do the retro moment of the week, and we'll see you on the other side. But first, this is page one on Blog Talk Radio. Keebler presents the appealing taste of baked potato skins in a crispy, crunchy chip. Potato skins got baked potato appeal, cause they're made with potatoes and skins that are real. The Keebler elves make potato skins with real potatoes and real potato skins for a flavor with whole baked potato appeal. Cheddar cheese and bacon, sour cream and chives, tasty baked potato, you won't believe your eyes, they're made with potatoes and skins that are real. Potato skins from Keebler, baked potato appeal. Hey guys, seen that new driver yet? Yeah, let's give him the business. Right. Make him sing the shape of jingle. Hey, here he is now. Okay, you, up on the barrel. Okay, rookie, come on. Every new man's got to sing the Schaefer jingle. But sing. Come on, sing. You better sing, boy. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than once. Sing. The most rewarding flavor in this man's world for people who are having fun. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Was that all right? Not bad, kid. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. 
your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. And welcome back to page one with Lahar and Mary on this Friday night, uh, this Friday the 13th. You know, I did not realize when I did that 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 was uh, some commercials for beer and chips. <laughs> didn't realize that. Do um, you remember potato skins? Not. I think Mary went to sleep on us. <laughs> now, if she remembered or she was to Hello? Can you hear <laughs> yes. me? I yes, thought you did it on purpose. No. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? What happened? It's been weird around here, so I may cut out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought you went to go get beer and chips. I, I was going to wait until you came back. <laughs> well, you know, beer and chips. I thought you did the beer and chips commercials on purpose, but on top of that, I'm not going to be mad at beer and chips. Pork lines are better, though. I don't even think they, they don't sell potato skins anymore, do they? I don't know. I it's not something that's coming to my brain, so I'm gonna go with I don't remember. But also, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, anyway, there was a story last week that we didn't have time to get to, and there was one in which I kind of thought a lot about it because it was about uh, Rebecca Romaine and how she said that she missed quote a lot of things about her ex husband John Stamos. And what happened was that Rebecca Romaine is now married to actor Jerry O'Connell. And she had, because Jerry is now a co-host on the TV show to talk. And they appeared together on the May 5th episode. And they reflected on when they first started dating, noting that she was not yet legally separated from John at the time. And Jerry recalled that when he met Rebecca, while she was, quote, going through her divorce, adding that she was bummed about it. And she then said that going through a divorce is terrible, it's awful. I was with him for 10 years. Divorce feels like a failure, and there were a lot of things that I had to let go of that were very sad. And then Jerry noted that Rebecca still talks fondly of her relationship with him, uh, which legally ended in 2005. And she says, when I'm with you personally and I hear you talk about your ex-husband, it sounds like it was fun. You always have really fun memories. She confirmed that she does have, quote, a lot of fun memories with John. She says a lot of things about him that I miss, she admitted. But, yeah, it's tricky. It's a very hard decision to come to when you decide to end a marriage. It was heartbreaking. She also revealed that she finally saw John for the first time since their split, and the run-in happened just a few weeks ago. She said she had the girls in the car, her daughters, who that she had with uh, – uh, her husband, and she says, we were sitting in after-school traffic at a strip mall, and I saw him. There he was walking right in front of the car. Cat pulled down, sunglasses on. I went, there he is, girls. The daughters, who she shares with Jerry, questioned how she could recognize him even after all this time. Then she told them, girls, because I was with him for 10 years. 
I recognize that gait from a block away, Rebecca continued. I recognize the way his body moves. I know that walk. I'm familiar with his body. Uh, as for why she didn't say hello, she said, I didn't think my hair looked good. Uh, now, backstory, John and Rebecca are tied to not in 98. And in 2004, they announced they were separating. And uh, when it was finalized in 05, both moved on. And, um, of course, John Stamos read in February 2018. Um, but I thought about a few things from that. Because that's pretty awkward. Because, first of all, Jerry O'Connell, and you hear your wife talk about all the fond memories all of the time. Does one really, and like I said, I've never been through, like, bad separation like that or anything, or anything like a separation like that, a divorce. But for the next person that comes along, it's really good to always talk about all the good times that you had with an ex. And even then, the fact that when you ran into them, you felt that you just couldn't, like, uh, see them because you weren't looking good enough. I don't know. I felt really bad more for Jerry at this point. It felt like <laughs> it was kind of like an awkward situation. But, I mean, is that normal or is that just the uh, – I don't know. Please help me, like, wade through this. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to help you wade through it. Um, <laughs> I don't think that she says it all the time. I but hope not. <laughs> if she has, if she has good memories of that relationship, which, I God, I hope that everybody has good memories from every relationship. Even the bad ones. There has to be something good. Because if you don't have something good, then why were you in a relationship with that person? Right. Um, but beyond that, um, I don't know. I don't. It's hard only because it's it's not it's a part of your life. It's it's and ten years is a long time. That's a, that's a, especially Hollywood years. Um, yeah. That's like a lifetime. Um, that's a long time to be with somebody and to know them and to understand them and to see them and to, you know, like every day and share your life with. So any relationship that comes after that should automatically understand that that's going to be a memory. That's going to be something that you're going to have to run into. If you're going to be in a relationship with somebody that's been in another relationship that's been that long of a time, kids, and, you know, history and with Hollywood, again, being that they have, like, TV shows and commercials and and, and news stories and things are going to come up again. You're going to have to be able to deal with that. Is there a danger zone, though, to mentioning it too often? You know, like, oh, yeah. I that's, remember when that's me and where that did. fine line is. Yeah. And, and maybe That's it's right. not that you don't mention it too often. Maybe it's that you have to be, and maybe they have this, you have to be fully open and understanding, but also being able to communicate that. So if it's something that, let's say, I'm in a relationship with someone and they say to me, I don't like you talking about your ex, that's not going to happen, but whatever, um, talking fondly about your ex, that conversation needs to happen. That conversation needs to be 
passed out and understood and, and kind of made and wade through. That's that's a minefield that you have to wade through. I can understand why people would be worried about his reaction to what she was saying, but it sounds like, and it's been quite a few years. How long has it been for? It sounds like they've already kind of hashed out that part of their relationship. Yeah, so it, it just I don't know. It it, it just seemed that um, I don't know. It, <laughs> I hope that she was not talking about it. It is tough, though. Yeah, especially you're the guy that followed uh, John Stamos. Uh, <laughs> there's already something there. Um, yeah, I just I. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she doesn't talk about it often, or I hope that, like, every memory doesn't bring up something like, oh, yeah, I remember when me and John went to, you know, Sybaris, and it was such a good weekend. I remember when me and John went to here, and he did this for me. You know, after a while, the guy, and even then vice versa, I'm pretty sure women do not want to hear guys talk about a previous relationship that they had with another woman and the things that they did and where they went, right? Right. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said it was, it's a very it's a very fine line. It, I'm not saying that it's not something that they – I wouldn't want to necessarily hear, but, again, if I'm going to be – especially at this age, you know, because I'm ancient, um, if I'm going to be dating someone, they have a past. I have a past. This is something that has to be talked about. Now, I'm hoping that their past sucks. And that every time they brought up their past, it would be like, oh, my God, my ex. That blank, 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 blank. Some choice four and five-letter words in there. That's what I'm hoping for. But if it's not going to be that, then it needs to be discussed. Like, okay, I understand you have a great time with. We need to make our memories. I am, mm-hmm. you know, these are the things that are going to come up. Maybe not every day we talk about her. Can we not talk about her like you know on Mondays and Fridays? Uh, what <laughs> I'm making a joke, of course, but <laughs> like, like every other day, can we not talk about it? But again, yeah, no, it's it's both sides of the coin for men or for women. It's not a it's not an easy thing to navigate. I don't think it would be easy, but it sounds like they've got it kind of figured out. At least, I hope you got it. But maybe I'm making. I know some. I know some out there that would not want to hear too much of anything at all about a guy's ex. And I know, for example, there are probably a lot of guys out there who do not want to hear too much at all about. And I think that's where it all goes back to. But well, see, the one thing about this one is that she just saw him for the first time in so long, and that, that, that amazes me that they didn't see each other. I hadn't seen each other since then. And just saw each other that way, and she had a hit uh, when she saw. Him. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's I think that almost kind of bears down to that other question too about you know the person that's still like really good friends with their ex. I think we've talked about that numerous times on this show. And if you know they're standing mm-hmm. around, they're talking about you know the good times that they used to have, and then you're that third wheel when you really shouldn't be that third wheel. I don't know what's mm-hmm. worse. I don't know if it's that situation or if it's – I think I'd much rather have the Jerry and Rebecca situation like that 
and it's to where, you know, they hadn't seen each other than the ones that are, like, still really good friends and, like, laugh at, like, inside jokes or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I don't know that I'd want to be that person either. Yeah. Like so. the ins- the inside joke person, I I that would mm-hmm. that I think that would be harder for me. Yes, it, it would be. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, poor Jerry, you got to sit there and you got to hear about her time with Judge Stamos. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, real quick, I forgot to mention it uh, back in the host chat section, but uh, I know that you are a gamer. Um, and the world Sometimes. video game <laughs> and the world video game Hall of Fame announced their four inductees for 2022. Uh, headlining this long, uh, but Ms. Pac-Man made the list. Uh, also on the list was Sid Meier's Civilization from 1991, uh, The Legend of Zelda. A car, uh, is it a Carnia? Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. Ocarina. 1998. And then rounding out the form with Dance Dance Revolution. Yes. Actually, actually, the weird thing here with Dance Dance Revolution, uh, I now saw a mini uh, version of Dance Dance Revolution in stores. Uh, where it's got the arrows and the little, like, uh, thing that you hold on to and the little bar that's like you can play it uh, on a little game. Uh, but in order to become eligible for the Hall of Fame, a video game has to meet four criteria. First, it has to have icon status, meaning that it's widely recognized and remembered. Second, it has to have longevity, so it has to be more than a fad. Third, it has to have a geographical reach. And fourth, it has to have influence whether that's in pop culture or with the development of future games. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are – and then yeah, the, you... other, the other thing this week, which uh, in entertainment that came out, in the sad thing uh, is that Apple is finally discontinuing the iPod. <laughs> um, the iPod Touch – the last version of the portable music player, uh, and it's still sell- sold, uh, is bringing the iPod era to a close. Uh, it was first introduced, uh, Apple introduced it two decades ago in 2001, and the first version of the iPod Touch was introduced in 2007. The latest version came out in 2019, but they said the iPod Touch will continue to be available while supplies last, but after that, they are no longer doing iPods. So, wow. Yeah. That will I still have an iPod or two or three or four. I had one and I lost it and I was heartbroken because I love that thing. And I had it for about six, seven years. Um, and a lot of people who had that version uh, all stated that within a few years the battery went out. But like mine, it lived on. And somewhere somebody has probably found it and is having like a really good time and listening to a lot of cool hits, but yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, also um, this week in the news, uh, the most common baby names are out. Um, and hmm. the top names 
You want to take a guess? Madison. Uh, Olivia and Liam are once again America's most common baby names, and Theodore joins the top ten baby names list for the first time. Uh, Liam? Yeah. Liam has reigned supreme five years in a row while Olivia unseated Emma as the top name for the past three years, according to the Social Security Administration's list, which was released. After Liam, the most common names for boys in respective order is Noah, Oliver, Elijah, James, William, Benjamin, Lucas, Henry, and Theodore. I feel like I'm now in the U.K., <laughs> and, for, and for girls, following Olivia was Emma, Charlotte, Amelia, Ava, Sophia, Isabella, Mia, Evelyn, and Harper. The fastest rising baby names which signify the names growing in popularity are Amiri for boys and Rhea for girls. The top male names that have decreased in popularity are Jackson, spelled J-A-X-T-Y-N, Carson, K-A-R-S-Y-N, and Xavier, which was spelled X-Z-A-V-I-E-R. Various spellings of the name Denise declined in popularity from 2020 to 2021. And by the way, uh, the Social Security Administration's latest data shows that 3.64 million babies were born in the U.S. in 2021, which is a slight increase from last year's 3.6. But it also represents an overall decline in the American birth rate. So, yeah. So no more American babies. Oh, sorry, no. Not not by well, not by way of name, because a lot of these names aren't. You know, it, I saw you know um, a few names. You know, working in what I do, and it, it seemed like a few names that you know you don't see much anymore. And I was like, wow. I was like, and it makes me wonder if everything old will someday be new again, because a lot of those names seem to be names like you know, like a Sophia or Isabella, or Ava, that seems like something from maybe 60, 70 years ago, or Amelia, you know, um, and like Charlotte. Those all seem like something names. like, yeah. Uh, and Evelyn? I'm shocked that Evelyn made the list. And I was like, those are names that you don't, you didn't really see, but now are rising again. Like, for boys, yeah, Elijah, James, uh, you know, then William, Benjamin, uh, Lucas, Theodore, I was shocked more about than anything else. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. That's, that's just an interesting thing of note. Taking a look at what is trending uh, on Twitter this evening, uh, of course, it is Friday. Uh, so some of the things that are trending out there is uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, as he erupted for 46 points tonight as the Celtics forced Game 7 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and then also is uh, SmackDown, that's trending tonight. Uh, no Quit in New York is trending as the New York Rangers defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-3 to to force a Game 7 in their first-round playoff series. Uh, also trending tonight uh, is the Eurovision Song Contest semifinals. I had no idea of how big uh, 
because for those of us in the States, we don't really um, see or hear really about the Univision Song Contest. And I saw something recently on TV about how every country really gets, like, this is like a national, like, pride, uh, honor came, you know, out of that uh, back in the mid-late 70s. But, yeah, the Eurovision Song Contest, man, that it's, it's almost like idle times <laughs> – a million. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's huge. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Apple TV is trending as their uh, lineup uh, has come out, and it includes uh, summer kids and family lineup, which also includes new and classic Peanuts specials. Uh, so they are trending tonight. Uh, I did see the Queen was trending earlier today as she made an appearance um, as she attended the uh, horse show. Uh, so I know that was trending earlier uh, today. And then um, uh, Fred Ward, uh, actor Fred Ward, passed away uh, at the age of 79. And if you don't know who uh, Fred Ward, uh, the name at least, um, Fred Ward was uh, in Tremors. Uh, and also um, he uh Went on to be in The Right Stuff, Henry and June, to his credit list. Uh, of course, like I said, Tremors. Uh, and uh, he's been on TV shows such as Grey's Anatomy, ER. Uh, he was in True Detective, uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Um, but, uh, yeah, and also, uh, I'm trying to remember which other one that he was uh, uh, in besides that one, but I know that there were a lot of movies. So you, if you see the face, you know exactly who Fred Ward is. So, uh, and then ERCOT is trending this evening, and I know for all of you down in Texas, and, and Texas, you do not want to hear that one because as the heat is rising in a lot of places, ERCOT, uh, which is the uh, energy resources down there, is once again asking Texans to conserve electricity this weekend after six power gener- uh, generation facilities went offline this afternoon. Not good news going into a hot weekend. <laughs> down nope. there in Texas. So um, that is going to be one thing I'm sure they are watching, but uh, that is a few of the things that are trending uh, tonight. So um, let's see. I am going to go to the top five. Uh, I'll do that really quick before we get to yay or nay, because there is a reason today. Normally I do not tell Mary what is coming up in yay or nay. Uh, I sent her a picture. Not sure if she saw mm-hmm. said picture, but there is a reason for said I picture. I did. I know what her answer will be, but I'm going to leave that for a few minutes. <laughs> I'm going to leave it for a few minutes because um, it does exactly, and her guess is going to be exactly what uh, I already know. It's probably going to be nay. I'm just going to guess that now, uh, but I'm going to explain it to all of you when we get there. But uh, top five tonight. Uh, is my top five songs that all have to deal somewhere directly or indirectly about superstitions because it is Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes, that is what we're doing. So uh, at number five, I got to actually have the sound effect here. So at number five, 
that wasn't what I was going to do. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the wrong one. Yeah. That's why it's right. Uh-huh. Of course, I did that in play. But number five. It is the Rolling Stones with Dandelion. Uh, the reason why is that a British superstition from the 19th century suggests blowing on a dandelion can offer a vision of your future, depending on how many breaths it takes to dislodge a dandelion's uh, seed heads. Um, you can find answers such as the years until you marry, how many children you'd love, or what vocation you take. Uh, the Rolling Stones' 1967 song references this belief. So that is why Rolling Stones' dandelion is at number. Forgive me for number, uh, well, forgive me for the next number. But at number four, number four is U2's Ann Cat Dub. And I know I got it wrong. But the superstition at the heart of their 1980 song is present in the title, which you'd probably need a handle on Gaelic to be aware. Uh, Ann Cat Dub translates to the black cat in the traditional language, with the title character a woman who engaged in a short-term relationship with frontman Bono. As per many superstitions surrounding black cats, U2 singer looks at the, uh, Trist as one of misfortune. <laughs> so that is why uh, that song made it to what it made it to. And then there is the next song, which is at number three. So coming in at number three on our top five songs that pretty much uh, have to do with um, superstitions is Ryan Adams' Halloween head. Uh, he name-checked a heap of superstitions in this 2007 song, Halloween Head, with pooting black cats, walking under ladders, and salt shaker spills. Just throw it over your shoulder, babe. Spilling salt has been linked to bad luck since biblical times. So that is why Ryan Adams' Halloween Head made it at number three. But then there comes the song at number two. At number two, now, you've got to be old school if you don't know this song, and shame on you if you don't know it, but I'm going with Eddie Floyd's Knock on Wood, which has been performed by a lot of other different singers and groups and bands. But uh, both the U.K. and Australia prefer the term touch wood. I'm not going there. Rather than knock on wood, but the superstition <laughs> remains the same. The action prevents one luck from running out. So, yes, that is why that one comes in at number two. But can you guess what number one is? Oh, God, no. No. Number one. (laughs) Well, of course, if we're going to have a list about superstitions, it's going to be Stevie Wonder's superstition. It includes a multitude of Huh? You weren't thinking about that, were you? I said I would I no, I wasn't. I was thinking like black magic or voodoo. Yeah, we're going with superstition from Stevie Wonder here. Um, so yeah, but that is our top five songs about superstition on this Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, there was a lot of others that could have made the list. There could have made the list, but it did not. If you got one, then, as we always say, make your own list. But, yes, 
really quick, yay or nay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I wanted to, we got one yay or nay tonight one, but this one, I already can't think I know your answer, but I'm going to talk about the story. Uh, Balen, Balenciaga, is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, I'm not fashion savvy, but Balenciaga has <laughs> some high tops, uh, which is making some news as they unveiled its new line of full destroyed footwear this week prompting online criticism over the extremely distressed uh, aesthetic and the hefty price tag. The luxury fashion house released a distressed version of its Paris high-top sneaker on Monday. The limited edition line retails for $1,850 and features full destroyed detailing like rips, scuffs, and what appears to be dirt. It's more than twice the price of the standard Paris high-top sneaker, which costs 625 for a non-distressed look. Twitter users liken the sneaker to, quote, Converse. In the torn-up Converse, my mom begged me to throw out when I was in high school. Balenciaga got to be a social experiment, one viral tweet reads. Uh, it is selling just 100 pairs of the full-destroyed sneakers, which were created for an ad campaign. The versions being sold online don't appear as destroyed, as the ones photographed were ads, but Twitter uses steel box and spending so much on what looks like dirty shoes. One writer described the sneakers as, quote, poverty chic pieces. Another Twitter user echoed the sentiment in response to a post about the sneakers. Why is poverty now an aesthetic for rich people? Twitter user, one other Twitter user wondered that the fashion house is, quote, just trolling people at this point. Uh, so, yes, uh, it did not go well, and Twitter did not disappoint. Um, yay or nay to paying 1850 bucks for what looks to be something that you could probably go to a shoe store and do your stuff. <laughs> okay, I have two ways of answering this, and it's going to be yay and nay. So, yay <laughs> for buying that shit. Okay? Sorry for my swearing. I try not to do that, but that is a pile of dog poo. <laughs> that somebody's going to charge $1,800 for a pair of shoes. The yay part of this, like, bravo for them for trying to come up with something they could charge money for, and had I known that I could charge money for the crappy sneakers that I throw out, or the ones that I go, ooh, these might be able to be donated to Goodwill, had I known I could I could charge $1,800 for them by just putting my name on the sink and, like, the what, the soul? I would have done that, too. It would be like if somebody was going to buy it, but nobody's going to buy it because my stinky, gross feet have been in those shoes the entire time. Whoa. So it's kind of a, yay, they they cheated some people out of money, but nay, I would never buy anything remotely I am highly looking like that. I love that, that with said- it so much. Now that you said it, I'm highly surprised they didn't sell a pair of shoes that somebody had already worn. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you can't necessarily, I mean, I guess you can distress them without having that somebody else's feet in them, but to get the true distress, you should have somebody's feet in them. But it's so gross. It's so gross. Like, why would I, I could do it on my own. I'll buy the $600 pair and run through mud. ta See, I'm a frugal rich person. This is no. That's a no for me, dog. 
When I grow up, I want to be Betty White. <laughs> like I said, Dolly Parton has now become America's sweetheart like Betty White. It's kind of like Dolly can do no wrong. Um, she appeals to the like common folk. So, yeah. And by mm-hmm. the way, speaking of golden girls, this weekend, B. Arthur would have turned 100 as well uh, this weekend. Well, no, in fact. Um, but yeah, no, I love Dolly. Dolly can do no wrong. Um, but yeah, so that will lead us to our Urban Dictionary word today because we haven't done it in a while. Uh, there's actually a few. Um, so uh, the first one that I found, um, I, I, I kind of had to look at this twice and I still don't understand it. Um, but um, do you know what socketeering is? No. That one I haven't heard before. I so, thought I was pretty so- up on the lingo. I know, and you are not. I'm going to help you out here for you squares. Uh, Socketeering <laughs> is a completely platonic act of intimacy in which one party possessing an outie belly button connects with another party possessing an any belly button by inserting or sock- socketing the corresponding body parts like matching puzzle pieces. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And now you probably I'm an innie. <laughs> I'm an innie as well. So, um, and then um, also um, another um, wo- another Urban Dictionary word, Nightflix. Uh, this one is an old one. Uh, but it is dreams so complex in plot and rich in production value that they seem like feature-length films. <laughs> So yes, uh, Netflix, and then um, also the <laughs> the word that I found. I'm going to come back to that one because I'm going to leave that one for the last one. <laughs> that one was uh, <laughs> it is one that is a current um, um, yeah. Uh, there is also one that's called a. Uh, a zipless, uh, well, imagine the last word is the F word. So it's a zipless F blank, blank, blank. Uh, what that is, according to the Urban Dictionary, is a usually spontaneous sexual encounter between strangers with little or no personal information exchanged, the highest plateau of casual sex. That is what that is. <laughs> and then the new word that made it to the Urban Dictionary which is one in which I think it is hilarious. Uh, and I think you had stated last week that you do not play Wordle, correct? Correct. Uh, this I one is <laughs> this one is now a part of the Urban Dictionary word uh, lore, and it is Wordle Epper. <laughs> it is the person who tells you to answer the wordle before you have a chance to solve the puzzle yourself. <laughs> oh my god. Word of Apple. Because oh <laughs> we all know that person that can't like close their mouth to tell you exactly what it was and they want to spoil it for you. So next time instead of calling them a mother effer, you can call them a wordle effer. 
Yes. <laughs> there are your Urban Dictionary words of the day. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I will ask you if you have any shout-outs for this week as the old clock in the wall is now time. Um, it's just about time. I guess I don't have any shout-outs other than, like, you know, don't forget to – I, we don't plug our socials as much as we used to, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, we do have a Discord. Uh, we also have Twitch pages that we're going to be doing soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify, Apple, <laughs> or, uh, what is it? Apple Podcasts. I don't know. We're sure well, to be smart the podcasts than that. are available on Apple Podcasts, com, as well as Spotify. So, yes, for all of you over there, thank you. And I, there's a few more. There is a lot more, like, smaller ones in which people are finding our shows on. So for all of you uh, who are on there, yes, and over on Twitter, and use comment BTR. Uh, Mary, if she is active on join Twitter as much. I know she's over, always over on Discord. You can find her there on the Discord page. I'm, yes, uh, Discord and Twitch, I'm all over. Um, when it comes to Twitter, every now, every now and again, I'll jump onto Twitter. I'm trying to get better, but yeah. And then I troll Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, by all means, follow me and I'll follow you, and there might be some hearts that go flying. There may be some double taps. But mostly it'll be me trolling your page to see how cool you are. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So that's we're all over the place. And like I said, we can't thank you all enough for following us, for listening to the show, for giving us your feedback. And like I said, Sunday night I will be here for one lounge with Joe Love, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Central. And then next Friday night we'll be right back here. Uh, this was show number 192. Next week, show number 193 at the current rate that we are going, and provided that there are a couple of weeks in which we do not do this show, which could occur because as the summer goes, even we take breaks. <laughs> um, right. It looks like, by all intents and purposes, that show number 200 will happen either at the end of July or that first Friday in August, uh, provided that the plus or minus two weeks uh, that I project that could be missed. But if it happens that way, sometime in July, uh, we should hit uh, podcast number 200, which um, is amazing in itself. And um, I don't know what we'll do for 200. Just might be a regular old show for 200. I don't know. But we'll go back <laughs> we don't even our... realize it until after we get there. Like, crap, it is 200 today, isn't it? I got it. We just 200. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's special. You know, I, I would think that, you know, we'd save it for 500, you know, have a three-hour spectacular or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it would be easy to do, which is so funny for us. It would be so easy to do. No scripts. <laughs> no scripts. No scripts. No scripts. <laughs> But yes, but uh, no, no shout outs on this end. Um, have a safe I do have week. one. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I thought about it after I was about ready to be like, hey, bye. Happy birthday to my nephew. Jackson, love you, big hug. 
Happy birthday. See, now you are almost going to be like those people at award shows where they thanked everybody except, like, their loved one. And then, you know, afterwards, when they were, like, you know, being interviewed, oh, crap, yeah, I forgot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would forget. <laughs> if I was ever having it, if I ever get an award, I'm going to forget my loved one. So, like, I love you all. That's why you're my loved ones. You know I'm a, you know I'm a flake. So, that would be great. <laughs> I will remember to thank everyone but, like, the people that actually helped me. (laughs) (laughs) See, what you do and what people tend to forget is when they do that, if they just, like, remember you the main people, but, you know, you thank your agent or you thank whoever the producers was. Uh, And then, you know, you incorporate everybody else and then you say, oh, you know what? It would be too long to thank everybody else, but for all of the people who did this, 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 and this, I thank you, and I'll thank you in person when I see you. You've now covered everybody. So, yeah. I'll forget that, too. That's great advice. (laughs) I'll forget that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Lamar told me to do something, and I totally forgot what it was. So thank everybody. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best way to do it if you win an award. But for all of you who do, just remember, thank everybody. Thank your folks. Thank your parents. Uh, and if you are married, thank your spouse. Because <laughs> you don't want that because you get home with those people. And that will be a long evening if you do not thank them. So, yes. <laughs> Especially if they came but, with you. Right. Because <laughs> they may leave without you. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. So, yes. But with that stage advice, uh, until next we meet, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Until then, be kind to each other and uh, stay safe. You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.